When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey nerds, welcome on episode 482 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. Uh, just Adam today. Jill is currently in the process of packing up her entire house because she is moving. Um, so it is just me for today. So this is a whole week of just Adam. So boy, if you don't like my voice, I'm so sorry because you heard me do an interview on, Mon- uh, on Monday with Bill Konigsberg and now you're hearing me offer a big old list of recommendations. Um, I'm going to get into that in just a second, but if you want to get a hold of us, of course, always tweet at us at ProBookNerds. Find us on Instagram at ProBookNerds as well. Uh, you can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Uh, and you can go to professionalbooknerds.com to see all the list of all the episodes we've ever done. We've got our whole backlog there. We've also got a bunch of really fun things you can do on the website. Uh, we have all of the literary bingo boards that Jill has made that you can share in your, your social media posts and you can tag us in those. Uh, we have our Professional Book Nerds 2020 Reading Challenge. It's not too late. We've got 12 different challenges there if you want to ta- tackle those. Um, all sorts of fun stuff. I will ask just briefly, because we only do this every once in a while, if you really like the show and you've ever gotten some book recommendations from us that you've enjoyed, you wouldn't mind giving us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, Also, if you want some swag, some merch, you can go to shop.overdrive.com. There's professional book nerds t-shirts there. There's also Libby hoodies and there's Libby masks and pop sockets for your phones, all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, so that is all there. And then just one more plug for the episode I did on Monday with Bill Konigsberg, uh, author of The Bridge. Got some really nice feedback from a lot of you uh, about that. But if you haven't taken a listen yet, uh, September is National Suicide Prevention uh, Awareness Month. And his book deals with teenage suicide and a, a lot of stuff around it. So I know that it's a pretty heavy topic. And uh, I definitely appreciate that not everybody is able to read about that. But uh, if you listen to the conversation, I think it was really, really insightful. Uh, and again, the book is handled with a lot of class and care. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, 
please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. to book recommendations for today. So you know what's really, really terrible, guys? Everything. Life is hard out there. Um, it's, it's depressing, and uh, it can be hard to find reasons to get out of bed and reasons to smile. Um, and a lot of us are looking for ways to escape. So I hope, you, I hope there's some people out there who appreciated my early 2000s uh, pop punk reference with the name of this episode. Uh, it's a song by Reliant K. So uh, we're going to talk about escapism books today. So we, all the books that I have recommended here, I'll, I have broken them up into categories because we're quite extra around here. Um, the first few are books or a series that you very likely may have read in the past, but I have a special version of that recommendation. And then I'm just going to bop around um, and give you some reasons for why I think each of these books are great for escapism. And uh, just kind of forgetting the uh, dumpster fire that is our, our world right now. Um, a lot of us are still social distancing and quarantining ourselves at home, not leaving very often. Uh, but you can always open up a book and fall into another world. So that's what we're going to do today. Uh, some of these books have been mentioned a few times here and there on the podcast, uh, whether it be three years ago or maybe three months ago. But I did my best to offer some new ones as well that we haven't ever talked about and then just new versions of them as well. Okay, that's it. Let's do this thing. So the first few, the first four that I have are book series that I'm pretty sure many people have read already, but I have special versions that I want you to check out. And these are all going to be audiobook recommendations. So the first one is just the Lord of the Rings, you know, the Fellowship of the Ring, obviously J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, I'm not surprising you if I tell you about this book set on Middle Earth in this series, um, but the one that I want to really focus on is there's an audiobook version and a lot of libraries have purchased it. Um, it's the audiobook and it says dramatized in parentheses. And the reason that I want you guys to focus on that one is because the people who put this together, it's a, a BBC Radio 4 did a broadcast of this and it just has so many famous people in it. Um, that, you know, Ian Holm and Sir Michael Horton and Bill Nighy. It, I love listening to dramatizations of famous books because it feels like I'm listening to a radio play uh, and it just changes the experience entirely. You know, there's voice acting going on and there is just a ton of really, really cool versions and takes on the various characters that uh, I think are really, really uh, love. So if you look at the dramatized audiobook of the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, it's uh, a lot of fun. And then along those same lines, these first I want to mention, these ones that I'm talking about that are series, the reason I say that is because um, it's been tough for me to think about things to look forward to. And so I've been trying to do things uh, like listening to series where I know when I start a series, I've got, you know, lots and lots of time to look forward to spending in those worlds. Um, same thing with like uh, looking at long books. You know, I know that sometimes people can get scared of an 800 page book or 
you know, a 24 hour audiobook type of a situation. I've been looking forward to those lately because I know that I'm going to be able to spend a lot of time in those worlds. So that's why I'm starting with series here. So the second one is the Golden Compass, uh, his Dark Materials series, starting with the Golden Compass rather by Philip Pullman. Again, if you grab the audiobook of this and it'll say that it's narrated by Philip Pullman, uh, that is because Philip Pullman is the main narrator. But then much like the Lord of the Rings, it's a dramatization where uh, all of the characters are played by different people and they have sound effects. And again, it's like if you close your eyes, you can literally see this uh, in your brain. And it's just like being taken away and forgetting that um, you're in your family room or your kitchen or going for a walk. Uh, maybe don't close your eyes if you're going for a walk, but you know what I mean. Uh, it's, you can close your eyes and you can, you're put into the world that Philip Pullman has created. Um, you know, the, the TV series is really, it was really great the first season, but uh, I think this is even better. And just, it's nice to know that you've got, uh, for this particular series, you know, there's five books overall now in His Dark Materials, but the, this main His Dark Materials series, Golden Compass, The Subtle Knife, and The Amber Spyglass, all of them are done by this group dramatization. Um, and it's just delightful. And it, again, it gives you a new experience. Um, it gives you a new experience with the book that you might not get otherwise if you were to either listen to a single narrator or if you were to read it yourself. Um, another example of this is the Chronicles of Narnia, which are narrated by Kenneth Branagh. Um, and same thing, it's just knowing that I have a book series to look forward to that's nine books long um, it's just very soothing and you can get lost in a world that, you know, whether you were there as a child or you were there, um, you know, recently, C.S. Lewis created this, you know, fantasy allegory that I think is truly, truly special. Um, I uh, perhaps, you know, there's different ways that you can read the books, but I always start with The Magician's Nephew, which is chronologically the first book in the series before getting onto The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. But uh, Kenneth Branagh is just, his narration is delightful. He has one of those voices where um, it's melodious and uh, rich and almost velvety. And so quite enjoyable. And then the last one of these four um, is the A Series of Unfortunate Events by Lemony Snicket. Uh, this, the actual author is named Daniel Handler. And if you are interested in hearing him talk on the podcast, I interviewed him last year uh, on episode 372. But if you've never read a series of unfortunate events, it is a little bit you know, of a darker children's series, um, but it's just a really, really fun and like unique take on uh, these children whose stories you know, they, they're orphaned at a young age and they go and live with this just horrible person who's trying to kind of steal their family's wealth. And uh, there are, I think, 13 books. Yeah, there's 13 books in a series of unfortunate events. But even if you've read them a hundred times over, if you've never listened to the audiobook, uh, the narrator is Tim Curry, who, you know, just global icon and legend and cherished gift, Tim Curry. Uh, again, it's a whole new experience. So this is just my initial, uh, my initial serve into the escapism books we're going to talk about. Um, but if you haven't read 
the Lord of the Rings, Dark Materials, Chronicles of Narnia, or a series of unfortunate events in a while, highly recommend checking out the audiobooks of all of those. I'll link in the show notes the specific ones that I'm referencing. And like I said, they're the most popular versions of the audiobooks. So your, your library will almost certainly have them if you open up Libby. Um, but it's just a nice way to spend some time with familiar voices and familiar stories. So, okay, moving beyond those, uh, I asked on Twitter last night um, when I, before I recorded this, what are some of the escapism books that other people enjoy? And I got a bunch of people that said Ready Player One, um, which is a very wonderful escapism story. But I feel like we've talked about Ready Player One so much and I want to try to provide book recommendations for people while they're listening to this episode that they wouldn't likely have listened to as well. So, um, or read rather. Uh, so the if you're a fan of Ready Player One and you're looking for that way to like fall into um, a video game style world. Uh, I'm going to recommend the Otherworld series by Kirsten Miller and Jason Siegel. Yes, that Jason Siegel, the, the actor. Uh, but it is, it builds out this world where much like Ready Player One, you can leave your body and you can kind of give into the desires you've always wanted to be able to perform uh, or things that you've always wanted to do in like a video game type of a technology. So uh it obviously again much like ready player one there's a lot of nefarious things going on you know involving the people who built this uh technology but what it does is there's no screens there's no controls um you don't just like see and hear things you also taste and smell and touch them and there's this new reality where you can kind of be anyone that you want to be it's this virtual game it's extremely addictive and then the main character's name is simon um they he is trying it's it's the start of a series again it's very very similar to um to ready player one in the sense that it's a virtual reality game he goes in there he, he goes on this quest within the virtual reality game with a bunch of characters who are really really fun and really enjoyable um and they're just they are very colorful characters and then as you go on you meet some mysterious evil characters and you find out who they are and uh, it's really good. So again, if you're a fan of Ready Player One or even like Westworld, something along those lines, I think you'll very much uh, enjoy Otherworld uh, by Jason Siegel and Kirsten Miller. And again, the, ni- the nice thing about this one is uh, much like the other books I've recommended so far, it is uh, a part of a series. So there's a couple of, of books in there. Uh, someone else mentioned when I asked on Twitter, uh, there was a number of different people recommending Neil Gaiman books. And I agree. I love, love, love Neil Gaiman. And so I wanted to give a recommendation there. I didn't want to do one of the, his like most popular books, which is tough because every book that Neil Gaiman writes is extremely popular. Um, you know, there's Norse mythology and American gods, which are really, really well known. Um, but what I wanted to focus on is Neverwhere, which is one of my favorite books of his. Uh, it's a story that is told on, in a world that is beneath the streets of London. It's almost like a, a mirrored London. There's another version of London beneath London, and it's like this labyrinth um, of of magic and fairies and darkness. And um, it reminds me a lot of, if you're a fan of Hellboy, the second movie, there's like a kind of a goblin uh, market type of a situation here. Uh, But much like some of the other books I've mentioned before, I am going to recommend the audiobook of this and specifically uh, the one that I link in here, because again, it's a BBC radio full cast dramatization. And 
there's just there's nothing quite like an experience of hearing the whole dramatization there especially this one which has benedict cumberbatch and christopher lee and uh david schofield um plus there's like 25 minutes of additional material that isn't in the book which is great um but it tells the story of this character named richard mayhew and he performs an act of kindness at the very beginning and then it transforms his entire life from a very ordinary straightforward life into this strange world of london below um he meets this earl uh he faces a life-threatening kind of ordeal at the hand of these people called the black friars and he comes face to face with what's known as the great beast of london and he even encounters an angel named islington or islington uh probably islington uh and he's accompanied by this mysterious person named door and her companions and it's just it's really fun. I mean, it's, it's Neil Gaiman, so it's very, it's an extremely well thought out and well built world. Um, it's beautiful. And again, so highly, highly recommend the full cast dramatization of that. Uh, right before this, I was doing a recording of an upcoming interview with an author who is based in New York. And they were telling me about how, you know, they live in Manhattan and they were telling me how strange it is to walk around the streets of Manhattan right now and to not see anyone. And I was thinking about the fact that I don't live in a massive city like New York or Chicago or, um, you know, but I do live in a pretty walkable city of, of Cleveland, um, just outside of Cleveland. And it is weird to walk around and not see a lot of people. And so I've talked about this book a number of times in the past, but I wanna bring it back up again. So if you are a person who lives in a big city and you miss that like big city lifestyle being able to walk around and seeing other people or if one of your favorite things to do is travel to a big city and experience it as a tourist uh, Lillian Boxfish Takes a Walk by Kathleen Rooney is one of the best books I've ever read and it's it's emotional and it's nostalgic and it tells the story of Lillian Boxfish who used to work um, on the 13th floor of West 35th Street she was uh, working her way in the advertising world in the 1930s in New York. Um, and this is a time that Jill and I have talked about a lot. Um, but she was very, very successful in advertising. And um, What ends up happening is we are set in the middle of the 1980s and she's 85 years old at this point. Um, but she's still as sharp and savvy as ever, but she's going through this experience that it seems like a lot of people experience when they get to be a little bit older as people are worried about her um, and she just doesn't like the idea of being, of relying on other people. She still feels very independent. And so uh, it's New Year's Eve and she's supposed to go to this party. And so she grabs her mink, her mink coat and she decides that she wants to take a walk around Manhattan. And so on her way to the party that she's gonna go to, she encounters all of these different people in Manhattan um, bartenders, bodega clerks, security guards, even criminals, children, parents. Um, but what she does is as she's walking along and having these experiences, she's also telling her life story. Um, and so it's really a love letter to city life in general, but it's also like this portrait of this incredible woman who watched America change from the jazz age uh, to the onset of the AIDS epidemic. Um, you know, there is, she experienced the Great Depression, she experienced the birth of hip hop. And all of this is folded into this story about what boils down to 
an 85 year old woman taking a walk around New York City and what it ends up being is one of the best books uh, I've ever read. So if you're missing big city life and just want a little bit more, that is a really, really good book. Uh, Lillian Boxfish Takes a Walk. Got two books for fairy tale fans as well. Uh, both of these authors were on the podcast actually together a little while back. Uh, so it's Naomi Novik and Lainey Taylor. And they were on episode, give me just a moment to pull it up. I should have uh, had this ready. Episode 259 uh, with Rena Rosner. All three of them came on and talked about dark fairy tales with me. So the first one I want to focus on is Naomi Novik's Uprooted. Um, all of her stories are just exceptionally built out worlds. Uh, they feel very, they're, they're fairy tales. They, they set up worlds where magic exists and uh, there's castles and there's um, queens and princesses and there's people who aren't to be trusted and are mysterious that live in tall, far off towers. And um, so what ends up happening, the, the main character's name is Agnieszka and she lives in this valley and there's a quiet village. Um, but there is this corrupted wood. It's literally trees that are like very evil and they're malevolent. And what they do to stay safe is there is this cold, evil seeming wizard known only as dragon uh, that keeps the, the wood at bay. And um, what he demands for keeping them all safe is he has one young woman handed over to him to serve as his like servant for 10 years. Um, and then the next like choosing is coming up pretty soon. And Agneska ends up getting chosen because she's the main character of the story. Uh, and she becomes the kind of servant for the dragon. But then they have this very interesting relationship between the two of them that in and of itself would be a, a fantastic entire book. Like the, you know, of course there's more than there's the meets the eye with the dragon. And there's a lot of things going on with him uh, that you, we don't know about until they start interacting over and over repetitively, which is the two of them. That would be a great story in and of itself, but then it, folds out from there into uh, the end. I'm not going to give anything away, but discussing how they deal with the wood and the evil and the, the, the darkness that is in the wood and, and how that all resolves itself is very much like a grim fairy tale, but I just, it's beautiful and it's heartbreaking. And uh, I think you'll really, really love it if, if you're a big fan of of fairy tales. That one is a standalone, um, but if you're looking for one, then there's a couple books in a series. Strange the Dreamer by Lainey Taylor uh, is a duology. It's Strange the Dreamer and Muse of Nightmares. They're both out now, so you can read them both back to back, which I did not have the ability to do uh, when I read Strange the Dreamer, which, and I'm only telling you this because Strange the Dreamer ends on a bit of a cliffhanger, and so when I had to wait for Muse of Nightmares, it was quite heartbreaking. Um, but it's an epic fantasy. There's this mythic lost city and the main character's name is Strange and he is very much, Laszlo Strange. He's a very much a dreamer. Uh, he's, a, he's a librarian, which obviously we were books about librarians, um, but he's always feared that uh, the dream, like his dreams, he's able to see things and sometimes they can be true and sometimes they don't. Um, but he's been obsessed with this mythic lost city called Weep. Um, but it's halfway around the world and he doesn't know how to get there. And this opportunity presents itself 
uh, where he's able to join this legendary band of warriors to go to Weep and understand what's happening there. Um, so for 200 years, Weep has been basically cut off from the rest of the world. Um, there is this like blue-skinned goddess in Laszlo's dreams that he doesn't understand. And it all unfolds into equal parts. Like it starts off as a journey book where they're traveling to weep. And then there is this lost city that they're in and um, there's alchemy and there's obviously magic and there are demigods that we meet and it's all encompassing. It, it feels to me, it reminds me a lot of um, the movie, The Last Unicorn, but also a little bit of the movie Brave. I, there's something for everyone in this and I listened to the audiobook which I really really loved but the I've also since read the book and either way the experience is just fantastic um I also got a bunch of responses for people on Twitter when I asked what their escapism books are uh a lot of them said that they would be reading or rereading The Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern I have made my thoughts on Aaron Morgenstern extremely clear on this podcast I adore her and The Starless Sea is the best standalone book I've ever read. Um, so I didn't want to just say that was my recommendation. It is, obviously, read The Starless Sea. It's fantastic if you haven't yet, but I was thinking, and I was like, okay, what can I do that's sort of adjacent to that? And we've also had The Night Circus recommended endlessly on the podcast by our friends and, and people, so I didn't just want to say that. So th this is a blanket statement. Read both of Aaron Morgenstern's books, but if you have already read the Night Circus and the Starless Sea. I have two recommendations for you that are Aaron Morgenstern adjacent. So uh, these are both kind of more in the circus realm. So they're probably more Night Circus recommendations, um, especially the first one, which is called Geek Love, which was a National Book uh, Award finalist actually by Catherine Dunn. Uh, so this one's a little bit of a darker too, just as a, a forewarning. <laughs> um, so it's the story of this family they are a family of circus geeks called the Benuskis I think was how I was saying it when I read it um the matriarch and the patriarch the mom and dad basically like kind of bred their own exhibit of human oddities with the help of amphetamine and arsenic and uh, a bunch of other illegal things uh so their offspring includes Arturo who is a, an aqua boy he has flippers for limbs um there's a crazy uh, <laughs> and he has uh, he has like the attitude and ambition of kind of Genghis Khan, a little bit crazy. Uh, there's Ify and Ellie, who are Siamese twins. There is an albino hunchback, Ali, who is one of our main narrators. Uh, and then there is Chick, who, is a, who has mysterious gifts that kind of make them the family's most precious, but also most dangerous asset. And so they, the family takes their act across the, the kind of backwater small towns of the United States and they inspire this fanatical devotion and um, also people who truly, truly hate them uh, to the point of wanting to kill them for what they are and what they do. Um, and it's equal parts a look at society and how we view people that are different from us, but it's also a very Machiavellian sibling rivalry thrown in there. Um, it makes you question like, what do we consider freakish and what do we consider normal? Uh, you know, what are people that we consider beautiful, uh, holy, and all these different things. So at its core, it's a family story, but there are so many other things going on that obviously 
are uh, involved that aren't just about the family. So that, that's geek love. Again, that's for fans of kind of dark circuses and um, evil magic type things. Uh, the other one is called The Book of Speculation by Erica Swyler. Uh, this came out in 2015, I believe. Um, and I guess this one is a little bit more Starless Sea adjacent. So there's this main character, Simon, and Simon is a research librarian. And uh, he lives alone in this house that is slowly crumbling. Uh, his parents are, are both dead. His mom was a circus mermaid uh, who made her living by holding her breath. And the irony being that she drowned in the water like that her, his house looks over. Um, his younger sister ran off and now like six, five or six years earlier, and now she reads tarot cards for a traveling carnival. And then there is one day a book arrives on his doorstep that is sent by an old bookseller who purchased it on speculation. And it's water damaged and it's old and it's this book log from an owner of a traveling circus way back in the 1700s. Um, he reports a strange and he reports all these like magical things that are going on, including the drowning death of a mermaid. And since then, generations of these mermaids, quote unquote, from Simon's family have drowned. It's always on July 24th, which is only a few weeks away. So he begins worrying about his sister. Is there a curse in his family? You know, what does it have to do with the book? And, and can he figure all this out in time to save his sister? So again, it's very much, you know, we love a, we love a librarian here, like I just said before. Uh, and this is a spectacular book that uh, has that kind of whimsical, lyrical in things that I really enjoy from Aaron Morgan's friend's writing. Um, that it does remind me of, of that aspect where I can really get lost in the prose. And it feels like every single page of this book has some kind of quote that I would want to highlight. Uh, so that's The Book of Speculation by Erica Swyler. Um, I'm going to keep moving here. I've got three more for you. And these are my witchy recommendations. Uh, this week was the first week of fall. Um, not that Jill and I haven't been celebrating you know, October basically coming on since August, but uh, three witch-related books that I think you will enjoy. Um, so the first one is The Physic Book of Deliverance Dane. Uh, this is by Katherine Howe. Uh, so what I really, really enjoy about this book is there's a little bit um, of darkness in this one. Uh, it is involves the Salem Witch Trials. So our main student's name is Connie. She's a Harvard graduate, uh, and she needs to spend her summer doing a bunch of research for her doctoral dissertation. Um, and then she finds out that she has to handle her grandmother, the sale of her grandmother's abandoned home near Salem. Uh, and she discovers this key, like this old, old key in a 17th century uh, Bible. And the key contains this yellow fragment of parchment with a name written on it that just says Deliverance Dane. And it launches Connie into this quest to find out like who this woman was and figure out what the book that it's connected to is and how it's connected to her own life. Um, and as she's doing this research, she starts getting haunted by visions of uh, what Deliverance went through during the Salem Witch Trials. And she's worried that um, she might be more like tied to all the stuff that happened during the Salem Witch Trials than she realized. So 
uh, it does go back and forth between the witch trials and the um, and like a modern time. So if you're a fan of multiple timelines, I think you'll really, really love this one. There's a lot of books that, that kind of do this. Um, but this one, I, I think, does a really, really good job of it. So that's the uh, Physic Book of Deliverance Dane by Catherine Howe. Uh, moving on. I really wanted to just tell you to read The Legend of Sleepy Hollow uh, by Washington Irving. But again, I'm trying to make sure that I give you books that either you don't know the story of or you are familiar with the story, but you want a new take on it. So um, instead of just saying, read uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, first off, read The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Um, but if you already have and you're looking for something somewhat adjacent to that, The Spellbook of Katrina Van Tassel by Alyssa Palumbo is very, I guess, adjacent to the spooky story of uh, the Headless Horseman. So it's more historical fiction and romance than it is anything dark, but um, you know, we have Ichabod Crane, obviously. He arrives in, in Sleepy Hollow. He's a new schoolmaster, um, but this story is told through Katrina Van Tassel's uh, point of view. So um, they both love books and music, and they obviously form a friendship that quickly turns into a romance. Um, you know, Ichabod is really aware that he, probably has nothing to offer Katrina because she's she's wealthy and he's just a, a school teacher. Um, and she has a childhood friend turned enemy named Bron von Brunt, who is uh, the suitor that Katrina's dad prefers. Um, they have a secret love affair, uh, Katrina and Ichabod do, all while praying that uh, they never see the Headless Horseman, which is Sleepy Hollow's legend, obviously. Um, until All Hallows Eve comes around and Ichabod disappears and Katrina has to try and figure out what's going on and what happened. And I really, really like this one because it does adjacently connect to the Headless Horseman, but um, it doesn't always mean that it's something that's magical and dark. And um, I went into this book hoping it would be extremely close to The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, but I was <clears throat> delightfully surprised that it's more kind of grounded in, in real life. So in addition to being similar to The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, if you are a fan of, um, you know, those kind of American pastoral type of books that I've, I've talked about in the past, I, I think you'll really like The Spell Book of Katrina Van Tassel. And then the last one of these that I want to recommend is more <clears throat> completely left turn. Uh, it's definitely like young adult, uh, but it's the start of a series. It's called Revenge of the Witch by Joseph Delaney. There are a lot of these books available. Uh, Joseph Delaney wrote a number of them before his death, but the first one is Revenge of the Witch. Uh, the series is called The Last Apprentice series. Uh, it's also called The Wardstone Chronicles. But uh, it's all about capturing evil witches and boggarts and ghosts. And uh, it's just very, very, it, it's cool. It's, I really like a, a young adult kind of creepy, you know, story that is, is also really fun. So for years, um, there's old Gregory. He's been the spook of the county, uh, riding, to, uh, riding to all these local villages and removing the evil from them. Um, but his time is starting to come to an end and he, he doesn't have an apprentice. So uh, he's tried to have 29 apprentices and they've all kind of failed. And so Thomas Ward is the only one that's left. And uh, he, it's this story of Thomas 
joining old Gregory and learning the ways of, um, you know, he's like kind of the spook's apprentice. He learns about evil and magic and how he's involved and how he's able to stop them. And um, it's just a really fun, it's almost like if you think of Buffy the Vampire Slayer or um, even like Power Rangers from when I was a kid where it's like a, a bad guy of the week type of a thing. It's like each of these books is kind of like a villain of the week type of a, a story where you get fully engrossed into uh, the specific evil that is in that, that certain book. Um, Mother Malkin is this evil witch in the particular first book. Um, and so there's always this driving force of them trying to defeat the main kind of baddie of the book, but there's also these smaller stories that, uh, that they're encountering along the way. So uh, it's a really fun series and the, the audiobooks of those are really fantastic as well. So that's the Revenge, uh, Revenge of the Witch, um, The Last Apprentice by Joseph Delaney. Really think you'll enjoy that. Okay, that was like 14 or 15 recommendations, I think. Um, I hope some of those were helpful for you. I, I'm going to read from Twitter just a couple more of uh, the responses that we got here. So um, Emily Harkins told us that she'll reread the novella Alpha and Omega by Briggs or the novel Kiss of the Spindle by Alan when I need a comfort read. Um, I got a bunch of Narnia uh, people, of course. Uh, CJ Apolis said, anything Star Wars, Moby Dick, Omnivore's Dilemma. I was pretty good. Uh, Aaron Thompson said, all of them, question mark. I never reread anything. Um, but to escape, I like dystopian fiction, maybe to remind myself things can always get worse, which is very funny, but a little bit dark. Uh, Roxanne, I'll definitely be rereading The Starless Sea, of course, absolutely. Uh, the Discworld series is extremely fun. Um, anything by Grady Hendrix, completely agree. Uh, the Soul of an Octopus, Matilda, Persuasion, The Night Circus, all sorts of really great stuff there. Any Jane Austen, uh, and then The Gunslinger. So lots and lots of responses there. Um, but I'll, I'll put all of them in the show notes and I'll link to the, the tweet as well so you can see all those different recommendations. If you'd like something else to kind of escape from the world for a little while, again, just shoot us an email, professionalbookers.overdrive.com. Uh, happy to provide all of those. I got a bunch of really, really great episodes coming up for you in the next couple of weeks, a bunch of amazing authors. Uh, next week we'll have our October book recommendations um, coming up for you and Hope you guys enjoyed listening to me pontificate on some escapism books for uh, for about 30 minutes here, it looks like. So, okay. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald and presented by Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. 
tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.